Another brand new edition of the Parks Sportsbook presents Stick to Hockey Live. Coming up in just a couple minutes, the one and only Al Morganti is going to join us. You see him on uh, Flyers pre- and post-game live on NBC Sports Philly. You hear him on the radio on the uh, Angelo Cataldi, the morning team. So we'll talk to Alphonse coming up in just a couple of minutes. I had a chance to work with Al. He was so much fun to work with. Always, always playing practical jokes. As a matter of fact, in 2010, when the Flyers uh, were on that playoff run to the finals against Chicago in the round where in the conference final, where they took on the Montreal Canadians, I was at the station. I was at WIP at the time and I had all my stuff there. I was getting ready to fly to Montreal for games three and four. And I had all my stuff on my desk in my office, including my passport. And I come to find out later that I'll grabbed my passport and decided to doctor my passport. When did I find out? When I was standing in line in Montreal at the airport in customs. As I hand the passport to the customs agent. And the woman looks up at me and, and was like, had this look on her face. And I'm like, what? And she hands my passport back to me. I open it up. And all my picture is not my picture anymore. It's there. It's underneath a picture of Osama Bin Laden. I'm like, oh, my God, what am I doing here? So that's what I had to deal with with Al. So <laughs> he'll join us in just a couple minutes. Uh, Park Sportsbook presents Stick to Hockey Live, and uh, you got to download the Park Sportsbook app. Go on the uh, iPhone uh, or Android app store, download the app, check it out. No promo required. Just deposit. Your first bet is risk-free up to $500. It's real easy. This is not a complicated app to use. If you're a first-time sports better, it's simple to use. You'll be able to figure it out very easily. If you're a seasoned sports better, but you're looking for a better place to put your action, trust me, these guys are local. You can trust them. They're a company. They get the, get the job done. They, you know, easy deposit methods, fast payouts. It's all there. Easy to navigate the app and all the different features and ways you can get your money in and play-by-play betting, same-game parlays player performances, you know, money lines, props. It's all there. Futures, so much to bet on. In hockey, I love first to score and goal scores. Exact score is another one that I like to play. Plus, you know, you know all different, you know, alternate lines and stuff like that. So check it out. Again, your first bet's going to be risk-free up to $500. Just deposit. If you lose, you'll be refunded up your bet up to $500 on your first bet. Make sure you follow them on the social media channels as well at park sportsbook on Twitter, on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. There you will not only get great content and great shows that uh, parks is park sports was putting out with rich Gannon and uh, Mike quick and Natalie and Sam and everybody, the Aji's podcast with myself and Harry, great stuff, Matt Alba doing interviews and stuff, all great stuff on there. So make sure you check that out. And uh, you can also get daily specials there as well. So, Again, follow them on Twitter at Park Sportsbook, on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube as well. And uh, you'll uh, t- you'll really enjoy the experience. It's great. And Tone is going to join us coming up after Al today. Tone's takes will be back once again. But let's get right to him right now. He's uh, in the waiting room, and he joins us right now on Park Sportsbook presents Stick to Hockey Live from NBC Sports Philadelphia on Flyers P- pre- and post-game live. And 
uh, from WIP. It is the one and only Al Morgani, one of my old co-workers. You know him from uh, NBC Sports Philadelphia and Flyers pre- and post-game live. You know him from the radio as well, part of the Angelo Cattati in the morning team. It is Al Morgani. Albert, how you doing? I'm doing just fine. I am healthy and I'm ready to go. I'm not on anybody's list of unavailable, so here we go. So you're not in protocol. I am not in, I've never been. I've not been in any protocol for anything. No. No, you're usually uh, breaking all kinds of social protocol. But yeah. Al, there's so much to talk about because from this season that is now kind of off the rails again, from a 10-game winless skid to a seven-game point streak to a five-game losing skid, it's been so up and down. What's kind of your assessment of what you've seen so far through the first 35, 36 games of the season? Well, like you said, it's so hard without full lineups. It's disappointing. There's, there's no, I mean, despite the fact they, you know, put together a bit of a, a win streak or point streak, uh, their winless streak was really crushing. Uh, the end of their West Coast trip was not good. And I think I'm most disappointed in the fact that the goaltending has held up and the other end of the bargain has not held up. That's what's been most disappointing to me. I mean, if you, you came into this and said, you know what, if their goaltending holds up, they should be fine. Um, so you're not, I'm not seeing development of players that I thought were going to come in. I'm also a bit confused because some of the plug-and-play players that were acquired, Ristolainen and I personally have no problems with. I know there's some up and down to his game, but it's what I expected. But the plug-and-play players were supposed to help you a whole lot. And despite the fact that Atkinson's played okay, uh, you know, it hasn't worked out. And of course, I'm beyond confused by the whole Ellis injury situation. Yeah, I, we're trying to figure that out. You know, should he have just had a surgery? Is it an injury that requires surgery? Let's go back to the summer real quick, because there was a lot of turnover. Al, you just alluded to it. Jake Voracek goes in that one and one for Atkinson. They bring in, you know, a guy like Ryan Ellis in that trade for Nolan Patrick and Phil Myers. And he's only played four games. We see a lot of new faces, Derek Broussard, and a lot of guys that, as Chuck Fletcher referred to it, wore a letter on their jersey, and they brought a lot of character in. Why has it not paid dividends? Is it because of unavailability of the players, or is there still a chemistry issue here? Well, obviously, unavailability when you're talking about Ellis, and and that's a big factor. Yeah. But to me, the, the bigger problem if it's a problem i mean ivan Provorov is a good player um but he hasn't turned into what you expected you're not supposed to at this point at least from what he did very early be talking about well he missed niskanen and now ellis isn't there well not it's supposed to be a guy that other players lean on not that he depends on somebody else that's really hurt um the fact that he hasn't developed into what they thought sanheim also so i don't know that you can have much gripe with the moves that were made, aside from the fact that you get damaged goods with Ellis. But even if you look at that, when you look on balance, on what what did you, production did you lose? When you look at what those players have done since leaving. Yeah. So, I mean, you can look at that. I, Atkinson's been fine to me. I mean, you knew he was a streaky player coming in. He had some some high energy to the team. So I have no, no issues there. Um, Broussard may be counted upon more than he should have been with what's happened. So to me, the issue isn't the people being brought in. The issues are Couturier, for whatever, whether it's health or whatever, has not had a Couturier-like season where he's yeah. in the mention for the postseason awards. Um, you know, and then Provorov has not stepped up to what I expected anyway. I think most people did. Uh, Sanheim hasn't been a, a, a step ahead. No big gripes, but not really 
a star like a development the way you thought was going to happen and to, to be totally honest i mean at this point how many years you just keep counting on Drew to be your best your best guy yeah, he uh, turns 34 yesterday well yeah i mean you know this has been you know year after year like it you know looked like okay Couturier for a while was there but here we are back to that where you know he's your your best guy so you're not even at the super bowl sunday and it looks like you know, off in the distance are the teams ahead of you if you go by percentage, winning percentage. And the story becomes, what are you going to, is the captain leaving at the end of the year? That's disheartening this early in a season. Yeah, it is. The one thing I was told about Provorov, Al, is that at this point in his career, and like you alluded to in the beginning of his career and the trajectory he was on, he should not be partner dependent. No, that's And he has become very partner dependent. And that shouldn't be. And and you could sort of tell, but this, this you know, I am of no opinion that the curve for defensemen goes straight up. That doesn't happen. Go up, but this is further along now, and it's gone the other way. And I, I, I thought you usually see with those kind of defensemen, if you're going to be that star, there is an ability, and it's not an analytics thing or anything, to control the pace at which a game is played. Mm-hmm. When you're behind, when you're ahead, PK, whatever, to control that pace. And he. He hasn't got that to control the pace. It's always the same pace when they're five on five. And his power play, ironically, it, it, slow, it appears that it oftentimes slows down a power play because he's so deliberate with it. Yeah. And, you know, you, you know who's, who's to say it doesn't come along? I mean, Fowler was this highly regarded guy and turned into a very stable, very long-term defenseman in Anaheim. I thought the upside to Provera was more than that, but that – that's a good that's a good thing to have in your organization, but it isn't as much as was expected here. Yeah, and he's expected to be a true number one. And yes. right now, on a good team now, he's probably a number three. And you're you're right on the power play, he is too deliberate. He doesn't have a good enough handle. And the other thing with like he doesn't control a game. Now I'm gonna throw some names out here that's probably unfair, but like a Drew Doughty did, or no. you know, those guys controlled every headman controls every element of that ice. When he's on it, and he's on it 26 minutes a night. Yeah, and that's what I'm talking about, pace. There's a yeah. pace for a game that you decide we're ahead by two, we're down by two, it's one, it's tied, it's whatever. This has to get out there. And that doesn't happen. It's the same. He, he, and and it's, I, you can't question effort, but, I mean, there's no, there's no inner clock to it, I guess, on this is what we have to do. And, you know, and, and he's supposed to be a guy – when things get, you know, iffy, when things start going left, that he brings it back to center, which is very uh, confusing to me because I remember when he was his first year, when I would go on TV afterwards and say, he looks like the adult in the room already. Mm -hmm. When when things started to get squirrely, he said, okay, give it a meet. And it's gone the other way since then. And I don't know if he expects uh, too much of himself when things are going on, but he has not been that guy to kind of settle everything down you know there's no way that in his career you should have been saying last year oh my goodness Matt Niskanen well Matt Niskanen is a very nice player but yeah Hall of Fame, Bobby Orr they call him, <laughs> Hall of Fame's not calling yeah and, and you know you know now Braun's kind of been that guy to, to come in and god now Ellis looks like oh my god he's, he never even really was here it's like, well, yeah. if he was here, it would be a whole lot better. Well, that's not the way it's supposed to be. The way it's supposed to be is some kid's supposed to be with Provorov, and they'd say, well, he'll come along because Provy will bring him along. Yeah, you know, that's interesting because <laughs> I, I said that a lot. You know, 
Niskanen's a nice player, but he's not a Hall of Famer. And, you know, the one thing about Provorov, too, is he, he's a guy that at this point should be controlling games, should be control. You need a guy that can go on the ice when and make nothing happen. Yeah. Have what I call a quiet shift where nothing happens for your team, but nothing happens for the opposition. At a key point in the game, he jumps over the boards and nothing happens. Yeah, you need gonna that. Be, yeah it's going to be uh... – He's going to come in. He's going to smother it. He's going to just yep. smother the game, and th- that's that's kind of what you're missing. They're always in a um, they're always in a scramble mode, and we saw this more earlier in the year when um, Elaine Vigneault was still was still here. The I guess cohesion would be the word. They didn't not that you need the Russian five that type of a system, but there was there was no element of there's five there's a five man unit out there where the puck's going here there wherever. It, it, there was separation with your forwards and your defensemen. I think they got that back a little bit. Um, so, I mean, there should be some hope to what's gone on, but it, it's, it's pretty easy to, to point out and say, if, 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 if Provorov had come along, you know, if Ellis, whatever, if Konechny had turned into the goal scorer that, that, you, that you expected, if Couturier was healthy and, and played the role that he's supposed to play, things would be a lot different. Well, there's too, there's too many ifs. Um, yeah. to have what's going on and the real crime is I have no problem with the goaltending at all uh, I, I actually think the goaltending has been a, way above average uh, I got a way out of Mar- out of Jones and I thought we were going to get oh, big time way yeah. way more and and um, you know Carter Hart I, I mean I he's made some huge saves and I, I think been a pretty solid goaltender I feel kind of feel for him this is supposed to be the blossoming of his career and if this had been a, a real Olympic year he still might have been like in, in conversation for team Canada and to have that in a team performing at this level is really, really, that's, that's a real waste of goaltending. And in this league, it's supposed to be the reverse. If you have good goaltending, even subpar is supposed to raise, you know, raise the level of play. Yeah. They always say, show me uh, good goaltending. I'll show you a good coach. Right. Yeah. <laughs> coach got fired with good goaltending. Yeah. It's weird. And they're not able to reap the rewards of how he's kind of, regained his game and his form you just mentioned Konechny can you this he's like the curious case of Benjamin Button can you explain to me what's going on with him because he's a guy a couple years ago back-to-back 24 goal seasons that second one he did it in 69 games when it was cut short because of the pandemic and that's basically pacing at 30 goals per went to an all-star game Al he came back from the bubble and it's a different Travis Konechny it's like aliens abducted him yeah he he had he does get some chances. I mean, mm. I'll say that. I mean, he he gets in. You'll see he'll get some chances around. You know, you can say snake bit to a certain extent, but it's been too long. Uh, yeah. to, I mean, that's a you know you're talking about snakes on a plane. This ain't one snake yeah. at this point. Uh, it you know you've got a guy that I think he, he paid some. I give him credit for trying to play more of a overall game. 200 foot would be the cliche that you use and he's kind of cut down on some of the dumb stuff that he used to do but i don't see him getting in position as much as he should there are that you know there are the strafing runs that he'll make and come in but he does he doesn't seem to be an effective threat off the rush which is a big problem with the whole t- team anyway coming in especially with that's, his speed he should be effective off the rush a, that's exactly what you should say and say well where is is, is it a chemistry issue? Who should, where should he be placed to be most effective? Uh, and it doesn't seem to matter because, you know, you put him here, you put him there, you put him on a power play, whatever. 
and it doesn't seem to matter that he isn't getting that that shot off the off the rush and sometimes the high danger zone chances are a bit misleading even if they are technically a danger zone but if, if you're not if there's no movement with it um, it's not as high danger so I, I I think that he's um, he has no chemistry with anybody right now and I think that that's something that I don't know how you fix that um, and I don't know if his confidence goes away it doesn't appear to I mean he'll get shots and he'll get late in games he'll get shots to get you back in and that's that's the one nugget that that you have to unlock with this team. I don't know that I've seen so many teams that when they pull the goalie, usually you pull the goalie, it's kind of 40%, you have a chance. And the, you know, the other side has a much greater chance. But the Flyers, man, they, they generate so much. Yeah. When, they, when there's whatever element there is to the very end of the game, and it's not just sheer energy or whatever, it, 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 it's a willingness to do things, to take chances that they don't appear to have um, during the course of a regular game, the regular part of a game. Uh, you know, you pull a goalie with a play, my God, it, it, you know, that's, that's why you can take a chance with 17 minutes left or whatever in a, yeah. in a game to, to do that. I mean, they're so effective with it, but it, it isn't there. There isn't that. What is that, desperation? And it, But it, 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 it's got to be a little more than that. I mean, desperation... It, I, I think it's I think it's confidence to be able to do it, um, uh, chemistry to be able to do it, um, risk willingness, to, risk a risky a riskiness, uh, and to yeah. trust your defense. Yeah. <laughs> and then if something happens, you can trust your goalies. Yeah. That, and I mean that that absolutely you can trust your goalies, but it isn't the goalies that are that are an issue. What happens is you'll see just an awful um, defensive mistake. I mean. You know, you look at forwards, there was a game Kevin Hayes and somebody else up front was a minus five. And I know plus minus is hardly the, you know, the benchmark anymore, but it's still a pretty glaring number. But if you go back and watch, I mean, it isn't, it was defensive pairings that hurt you and much more than sloppy play to get a couple of forwards minus five. So I think JVR. Yeah, JVR. Another guy that, you know, runs hot and runs cold and he can play an entire game. Like the other night he played an entire game against the sharks. I didn't even know he was in the lineup until the third period. And he scored two goals. They ended up losing anyway, but yeah, the only he, two he, shots of that period, I think that, that yeah, at that point. Yeah. And the second one kind of hits off him when Cam York gets that puck to the net. Uh, what have you seen out of York? Because Al, to me, he looks really ready because it, it doesn't look to me. I always like, judge young players whether it's goalies or even young players especially defensemen by kind of looking at their their heart rate their beats per minute do they look frenetic do they look like the game's moving really fast he doesn't look it he looks like it's slowed down he is as chill california chill as they come he's constantly moving making himself an option for whoever has the puck what have you seen out of cam york does he look ready for you yeah right well there's some defensive things there but on this team, he looks. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. don't want to push a young defenseman because then you know you know you can go too fast. But yeah, he does. He he has he actually ironically looks like he has more sense of pace <laughs> than anybody on the team right now. I yeah. mean, you're dealing with like you know he look. Be really honest. You've got Yandel. You got York. You know which why you're gonna go with. Yeah. <laughs> you know the question is why. Why go with Yandel much longer than after the streak that he gets, or that, he, that you know the uh, 
Iron Man thing. But uh, no, I think I think if they were considering him for a like a temporary work visa, I think he's got himself a passport. Yeah. <laughs> from what I've seen here, and um, and that's not even saying you have to use him that many minutes. That they if everything works out, if 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 Ellis is healthy, you, you should be able to manage minutes. The the problem there would be, you know, as you get into bigger games, this this climb that a young defenseman makes, you know, it'll plateau and there'll be a, you know, valley coming up. Yeah. But, uh, but if for long term, I mean, I like what I see. You gotta, you gotta be careful though, with, especially with this team's history with, boy, this guy looks good. This guy looks good. And then Sanheim looks really good and Myers and, you know, and then, well, what happened? Um, so that, that, that is a risky thing. And for all the criticism of um, what Hextall did in the past, I do agree with a lot of seasoning coming up uh, that you need need a lot of it. But if this season turns into, yeah, you know, you, it's going to be a tough go to make the playoffs. I I really do think he'd be far better served to be here with this team this year. Yeah, make the mistakes now at the NHL level so that when you're playing meaningful games in yeah. a, in, in, a, in a following season you're not making those mistakes. And, you know, the other thing with, with York too is, and Yandel, obviously he's going to get the Ironman streak as long as, I mean, it's amazing that this guy has stayed out of COVID protocol <laughs> and to be able to set this right. Look, he may not hold it long no. because Phil Kessel's knocking on his door and Yandel's going to come out after he gets the streak and eventually Kessel will likely pass him, which is amazing because Kessel looks like the biggest off the ice, one of the biggest slobs, yeah, you would never believe he's a pro athlete, but the guy's just a freaking stud. Yeah, you're never gonna have PK twelve as a regimen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not, it's not gonna happen. But I mean, that's the thing with Yandel. I mean, if you're going through all this and then the record's broken in two weeks, like what was all that about? Yeah, and, this big celebration. That. But I mean, with him, I think it goes, it goes further than just the the number. I mean, there is something to uh, a locker room that. He's a very popular player. Yeah, uh, wherever he's been, and I, I, I do think the damage you would have, you had to consider this coming in. You mm-hmm. had to know coming in that this was part of the deal, which is why, you know, frankly, I, you know, I, I wondered when they got him. I mean, you know, you lost Ghost, and I know Ghost is having a good year, bad team, good year. Sometimes I, I don't know how to, to judge. I know here he made a lot of mistakes that Yandel's making. Um, and Yandel's making a lot less money, but you wonder if, and I know this will go, you know, people go, what are you talking about? But you know, you would see what, what Carolina gets getting D'Angelo who maybe, I mean, I'm just talking about on the ice, whatever happens out, you know, outside, I, I don't know, but I do know that if you really just look at on the ice value defensemen, what they do, boy, he's added a whole lot more. And I guess because Rod Brindamore is the coach, Yep. You can maybe take that chance, a risky character. And I don't even know that I would take the chance with him. I mean, it would have been a real tough conversation. But if you just want to look at production on the ice, what you do, what you add, it's been a pretty darn good addition in Carolina. Yeah, they let Dougie Hamilton walk. He's replaced his number numbers and some. Yeah, I know. But how about you know, that? <laughs> you know, you're wondering, you know, how long will this last? You're always on eggshell. Yeah. Yep. He's a, a, a nervous breakdown for a GM waiting, but yeah. right, looking good. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. It is one of those things where you're going, when's the, the bottom going to fall yeah, out? Just, just keep him off the social media and, and you know, keep just just play. Just, yeah. just 
just play. That's it. You surprised um, that Elaine Vigneault is not here anymore? You know, it's funny when the uh, <laughs> when the season started, I said that. Well, here's what I pretty I'm pretty sure of: by Christmas, one of the two coaches in Pennsylvania will be fired. <laughs> 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 and Sullivan ain't going anywhere. And, and I remember, I remember texting Rick talking saying, don't do anything after you didn't get the Rangers thing or whatever. I said, don't do anything. It could be an opening in Pennsylvania. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and then this thing happened. I'm not, I'm not surprised uh, as, with the way things went that they had to make a change. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, I, I, I am surprised that they didn't play better, you know, originally, but the fact that, that they, you know, he's a pretty good coach. And yeah. I thought with the uh, practice time, see, that was the big mantra last year, you know, with all the, but then they had practice time and you couldn't complain about it. And they, they just didn't have any cohesion. So I guess it was a case of, and, and the other thing was the reason I said it was, I understand that people like a coach that can use criticism, but you got to understand, you know, you, you can't, at, even at, you know, at my age, I'm supposed to be the guy yelling, yeah, be tough, be tough. But it doesn't work that way. You know, I deal with kids. It, it just, it, it, you're ridiculous if you think you can coach like that anymore. No. And, I, I, and I thought it was a risky thing. You, know, you can criticize one guy, maybe two guys, and rightfully so. I mean, you know, bench guys, connect me, bench, ghost, whatever. But if it becomes too many, then you get the one guy sitting next to you. When one guy's unhappy, it's like, yeah, it's okay. You know, you listen to him, and it's like, yeah, but I'm doing okay. But then if the guy on the other side of you is complaining, then the guy across from you, well, now you get problems. And yeah. if one of those guys happens to wear big pads and a mask, then you get real problems. Yep. <laughs> so, so I guess I guess I could see this uh, sort of coming uh, with what was going on. I thought it was curious the way he dealt with uh, Carter Hart last year. Just post him. Mean, it's just stuff. Just the way it was said was, it was a bit of a, it was a bit of arrogance to it. But you know, he's the coach, and he's going to going to have a track record. But I thought, man, that's pretty harsh. Yeah, <laughs> and, it was and, odd. Yeah, it, it was, and I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if this is gonna, if this is gonna, if it if it flies. I mean, you know, and you know, the, the value he had was he had a ton of money already guaranteed, right? Yeah. Why, why would you change a whole lot? A ton yeah. of money guaranteed. And I, you know, I think that certain players on that team just had stopped listening and, yeah. uh, and that went away and, and uh, now we'll see what happens. I, you know, I actually thought, I actually thought Tortorella would be, that's funny. I'm saying don't criticize and bring in Tortorella. Yeah. But I think Torts is a bit, a bit different than that. We mm-hmm. kind of, His players love him. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and he's there, he's right in your face. There's some, there's some humor to it, mm-hmm. <laughs> if you will. Um, um, and then when it goes off, it just goes off. I mean, there's no yeah. slow build up to it when it just, just happens. Um, but we'll see what happens with, uh, you know, Mike Yo. And, but I will say he did address the biggest issue to me was the lack of a, what looked like five guys on the ice, knowing where the other guy was going to be for a while. Yeah. Yeah. And having a strategic plan that they're all on the same page with, you know, the thing, the funny thing about torts is when you look at coaches and you go, the average shelf life of an NHL coach is about three years. But Torch spent seven years in Tampa. He spent, I think, five years in New York, tough market. And then he spent six years in Columbus. So it's not like he goes in and burns so hot that he burns himself out quick. I think if you got the right team, and I don't think a young team going through a rebuild is the right team for him. But I think if you have a team that's on a quick retool and you're trying to win now, I think he's the right guy. 
Yeah. Because, you know, he, he will get guys to play. And what he does, Al, with all that all that bullshit that he does with the media and everything is he makes himself the enemy and it takes it off his players. And yeah, they well, love that element. Yeah. <laughs> well, look what he did with the Zegras goal, the, the Michigan. He goes yeah. out and takes it. And then he kind of back, but it's all about him. And, you know, mm-hmm. and I don't think Zegras thinks any, you know, any, I don't even know Zegras knows who anybody is outside of <laughs> outside Sonny of, Milano. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he, I think he could come in. The question I would have is, honestly, ask yourself if you if you were a guy that had coached in the NHL and maybe would have options here and there. With what's happened to the Flyers this year, would it be an attractive spot right now for you? Yeah, that's yeah. And look at what's coming, what they have, young, yeah, yeah. young man's league. I don't know, Al. <laughs> would it be, you know, would it be, you know, you, you at the beginning of the year, you would say, you know what? It's, it's funny because when Hextall left, it was like, boy, that's a great spot to go. Look yeah. at the young guys they've got coming up. Look at these prospects they've got coming up. Look at the goaltender they've got. When you've got this kid in goal, this should be like, I'm going to go there because, you know, goaltender, you know, he wins somebody a Selkie. He wins a coach of the year and he wins a GM of the year all by being the goaltender. Yeah, that, that should happen. But you've got so many question marks out in front of them. I don't know anymore. And plus now with, you know, there's a Giroux thing hanging over your head with what's going to happen at him at the end of the year. And, and is Couturier really going to be healthy here? And what about Ellis? Is so, this, it, what's happened so quickly went from, I mean, I thought if it was a stock, this team, you would have bought it in October. Yeah. And all of a sudden it's like, wow, man, a lot of people are short. Yeah, a lot of people are shorting this thing right now. And that may be an overreaction. You know, yeah. you know, with despite the fact that most games are played, you cannot deny that this COVID situation has just disrupted so many things, so many things on, on what's done, who plays, uh, when they come back, what they're worried about, all of that. And, and so that's why I, don't, I wouldn't say, oh, well, all hope is lost. That's why I would say, you know what? This is, this is a really, really still unusual situation. And you have the basis here with, with the goaltender and some young players. But what, what I don't, is there a key to unlock Konechny to, to be what he's supposed to be? Sanheim, uh, Provorov, that's the thing. And that's, that's where I think they're looking at, you know, is Yo going to be the guy? Who's going to be the guy? Whether it's a, an assistant. Uh, that comes in, whether it's a veteran player yeah. that comes in and, and does well, Luke Richardson as an assistant in Ottawa type thing. Yeah. Wh- whether it's, you know, you know, I know most fans, a lot of fans are like, well, once, you know, once if Giroux gets moved, everything will change. Well, what really? It'll I, be I, worse. <laughs> well, I, I, I don't know. I mean, and I understand, you know, it, it's been a, a strange goal for him um, in terms of you make your bones in a playoffs. But man, guy plays every night. Virtually, I mean, I get this pro, this COVID thing. But I mean, when you really look at it, how many for a guy that plays that hard to play literally every game, to come in and play every, take every tough every tough face off on one side, to always be the guy that's leaned on. I I think fans make too much out of the the C. I uh, do too. And you know, I don't you inside a locker room anymore. Is that C that crucial? I mean, I, in the past, it has been, and it can be. And I think that ended in the 90s. Yeah, I mean, it may have. I mean, it, it can be, but I, I don't know. But when your whole focus is on it, I, I think it does 
when your fan base is looking at it that way, I think that it can feel like cement <laughs> yeah. when you, when it's like, what's, what's happened. Cause for as much, for as many criticisms as you can throw his way, um, I don't think there's any lack of uh, it's my team and I'm disappointed. We've disappointed people. I, yeah. I definitely see that. And I, and I don't see any give up in it. And like I said, at the, when at the end of games, when you got to have it, who's over the boards and more often than not winning a face off yeah. to, to get something set up. So, but I mean, if that, if that's what they, this is where I think you might be headed in terms of, well, we had a, the fans will look at it as like, there's the chemistry change that we needed. I'm not so sure that that's it, but I'm not, I'm pretty, I'm pretty convinced that if this doesn't turn around over the next couple of months, that's where you're going to be headed. Yeah. I think, I think that the math looks too difficult for me for them to be a playoff team well, with the games because, in hand. Yeah, yeah, because when you run NHL, when you run the standings, NHL standings are, they're like the Bible anyway. You get out of it what you want right? yeah. before the end of the season. You know, games in hand. But I'm with this whole COVID thing. They really should be run by percentage. So when you look at the Flyers behind the Bruins by six or whatever, but one team's playing six hundred, one team's playing you know five hundred. That, yeah. That's a big difference. That's yeah. a huge difference. So that's where I'm looking at it in terms of that. I mean, there's a there is some ground here to. You know, maybe and I'm looking even behind. I'm looking at the Islanders all of a sudden have a 300 home games. Yeah. <laughs> get that and they're getting it together. And they're starting to get it together. So yeah. um, I thought it would be a little bit easy because I didn't think the Rangers would be where they are. I, I actually didn't. Early in the year, I, even though the Rangers were playing well, I didn't believe in it. Now I'm like, well, the goaltending is really good. Both, yeah. Now the other guy's playing good too. So the goaltending is really good. That kid, the Fox, is just sensational. Ridiculous, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's like, and that's, that's where when you look at the flyers it's like all right we drafted this guy's okay this guy's solid but where's your star quality yeah where's that that electric player that that gets your ass out of the seat well yeah where is when i see an ad and i see the mascot and like you know that in 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 many cases that would be the the draw the star the mcdavid the the whomever Mm -hmm. and that's sort of where i think they're lacking like you know well we got this you know, so-and-so is going to come on the ice. So when Giroux isn't that player and that electric player, yeah. um, it just doesn't happen. And and that's where I think when you look at all the drafts that they have, where was that, that, where's that guy? That guy's missing. He's got it in goal, but you don't have it to score goals. Yeah. I, I, like you brought up Zegers and like that play that Zegers makes to Sonny Milano. And while I have a problem with that from the goaltender union perspective, I don't want guys <laughs> swinging their sticks head high, but uh, like that play, like I see like those kind of teams and those players littered through the league and I don't see it here. So let's talk about the dress. Let's let, let's talk about what Bob Clark said on the Cam and Strick podcast, because he laid out Hexy pretty good. And yeah. I thought it was odd because I'm going, OK, I always consider what somebody says and I go, well, what's the motivation? Right. You got to consider that part of it. And the only thing I can come up with is frustration about where the team is right now. And look, general managers miss on first round picks. They miss on second and third round picks. And there, there's some high profile names back to that 2017 draft where Nolan Patrick was taken second after Nico Heischer. You know, right after that, Dallas grabs Miro Heiskanen. Turns out to be a really good player. Just got extended for huge dollars in Dallas. Then you look at, at number Pedersen. four. Well, four was Kale McCarr. And then Pedersen yeah. comes at five. Yeah. So you look at that draft and you go, wow, three players taken after Nolan Patrick 
But, you know, you go into that draft out, and Nolan Patrick has an NHL body. He's got every NHL skill. And, you know, he had some injury history, and he had the core injury heading into that draft class. But he was a consensus top two pick. I mean, he was consensus number one until that it, that he got hurt that year in Brandon. And they ended up taking him. In hindsight, it was the wrong move. But I was a little stunned that Clark went out and really laid out Hextall on it. Yeah, I, I was stunned because, I mean, I've never seen a guy go top rope on another guy that was in your organization like that. Just, yeah. land, on, just land on him. And I think when I try to think of motivation, it's like in defense of what's happening now, the general manager, in defense of the front office now. You know, why are we where we are? Well, these pieces didn't work out. You know, when you look... I have no doubt that some of the scouts wanted uh, wanted Makar. This probably happens everywhere. Yep. But I think this is being looked at in reverse. If he had not taken Nolan Patrick, it would have been considered going cowboy there. That, that, that would like this. This was chalk. The, you know, they went chalk and a whole lot of chalk, as I remember. Yeah, devil's grab heisher. It was a lot. It, you're taking it's over. It, it, yep. It's over. It's done. I mean, and I and I'm. I won't say that I don't that I'm discounting the fact that there were scouts that that wanted him. I absolutely absolutely believe that. Um, but if you're the general manager, yeah, that's that's char- it's your name on it. So as much as scouts have input and they should, and you should listen to them, it's going to be considered Hextall's draft. You know, yep. Hextall's the one that took O'Brien. Hextall's the one that, you know, went cowboy later in rounds and, and didn't get people. Hextall, the one that had that 217, 2017 draft that's turned into such the disaster. So, and 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 it's also, I, I think Clark's point earlier was that he didn't listen about anything and it carried over into the draft and look what it cost us. Yeah. The, uh, I mean, I don't know how many times Bob Clark would tell me, I really like Ron, but he needs a sounding board and he doesn't use anything as a sounding board. He just thinks he can do it on his own. And I think that that got transferred over to the draft, but that particular pick, man, I'll tell you, it would, you know, it it looks dumb now with the three players taken afterwards, but it would have been a shock (laughs) if if they hadn't done that. Yeah. McCarr's playing junior A at that point. He's not even playing major, you know, it's but crazy. The point I, I, but I guess the point I would make is, well, if that scout's that good, he should be a GM then, right? Yep. <laughs> like, yeah. When you go out and hire another GM, get that scout or whomever, and they should be the general manager. Now, how the hell did McCarr never get made a forward? With the way he's <laughs> able to play the game offensively? I mean, coaches have got to be chomping at the bit to move him up at points. Yeah, but you look at what's happened now, the way it's played. You know, you can yeah. move up and just even, – even, even – quote, slow teams, you have a defenseman lead the rush in and, and you know, be the first man in and make a play or whatever. You, you see what happened with, uh, you know, and look at uh, San Jose. It's got guys that can just fly in. So yeah. I, I think, and you know what it's like when you when you get a defenseman that can play, it's like, oh, God, just don't let, you know, let, tell him he's a defenseman and let him play both. Yeah, and, and time. don't tie his brain into a pretzel. Let him let yeah. him riff a little bit. There, yeah, he's going to make some mistakes, and there's going to be some liabilities there, but the good's going to far outweigh the bad. That's what happened with Ghost. The good didn't outweigh the bad. No, Ghost made too many uh, too many mistakes. Uh, the, 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 the irony, I wanted Ghost up early because of the energy that he brought that first year, and, and I think that's where a lot of things went bad because – 
they lived on that power play for a while. I, mean, I think I used to call it the key of G, uh, ghost of Giroux. Uh, yeah. it, was, it just worked. It had chemistry. And then yeah. that stopped. And the, the funny thing with um, Gossespierre, when you talk to fans, he had – people thought he was fast because <laughs> – I guess because of his, he was running after people. But he really, but yeah, but he wasn't. That, no. that was part of the issue. He really yeah. didn't have the the wheels like that to make up for it. And he'd made so many mistakes and couldn't couldn't catch up and make up for them. High risk plays. Um, but I but I will say, you know, we were talking about the Flyers needing the electric forward. They need a forward like that, not a defense, yeah. a, a guy that you know. So, you know, I was hoping maybe Frost would do something like that. We saw a little bit of it, but we haven't for a long time. But that kind of could. You got to say this about Ghost. Much as he'd make mistakes, when he got the puck, he said something could happen because <laughs> yeah. he go wheeling through. And I think there's an element there that the Flyers do need. Yeah, I always said that Ghost was a dramatic hockey player, oh, and yeah. people would tweet me and say, "Make him a winger." I go, "When you find a board battle, he's won. No. Then I'll make him a winger. Until then, no thanks." <laughs> no, he'd go in, and there'd be a big collision, and it'd be the second guy there. And <laughs> yeah, that's what yeah. happened. Uh, last thing for you, Al, because, um, you know, it's funny. I was throwing out some, some trade scenarios on my Flyers Daily podcast and, I, and talking about an electric player. And I said, okay, if it, I was half in jest, but you got to make the money match because dollar in, dollar out. And I go, okay, if the Leafs fail again in the playoffs this year, <laughs> or when the Leafs fail in the playoffs in the first round this year, they're going to have to trade Marner. So I want Marner. So I'm going to go. Provorov and Konechny to get and a second round pick to get Mitch Marner. The money matches. And then because I lost Provorov, he's a left side defenseman. I'm then going to turn to Arizona and I'm going to get Jacob Chikrin out of Arizona. And I'm going to have to use a first round pick and maybe a Morgan Frost to do it. Would you so Chikrin, Chikrin you may have to get this year. <laughs> Yeah, because they may move him at the deadline. Uh, yeah, that's that's the thing. If you're going to do that. Three years after this sign, though, under contract. Yeah, he's a terrific player. I, I really yeah, like him. I agree. Him. Marner, I've been disappointed in, but it's hard to judge anything there. Um, yeah, uh, Toronto. But, but if, <laughs> yeah, if they, you know, they're playing really well. Uh, but Marner isn't, you know, I don't know if there's enough, you know, you get the puck enough or whatever with what's going on there. Yeah. I think he might be in play. I think Gaudreau might be in play too. Whatever. Well, he's a free agent. Whatever. Yeah. And then that, you know, he's playing very well this year with Sutter as the coach. Uh, I thought yep. last year really struggled a lot. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I think that, that that could possibly be a guy that they could get. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. Al, I appreciate you doing this as always. We'll be watching you on Friars pre and post game live on NBC Sports Philly and uh, listen to you on the radio as well. Thanks for doing this, man. Anytime. Have a good one. Thanks, Dal Morgani, for joining us on this episode of Stick to Hockey Live, presented by Park Sportsbook. Love talking to Al, and uh, make sure you download the Park Sportsbook app. You'll get all the information you need right there. You'll get same-game parlays. You'll get the $500 risk-free bet just for sign-up. Just download the app. Or if you just want to go on your computer, if you're a little bit more old-school, perhaps, go to parkscasino.com or, yeah, parkscasino.com backslash PA. And you get all the info right there as well. Very simple to use. And you'll enjoy same game parlays. You'll enjoy, you know, props and player performances, first to score, next to score, points in a game, all kinds of different player performance bonuses and stuff like that. And 
great stuff on there as well. Money lines, you know, parlays, teasers, it's all there for you. So check out the Park Sportsbook app. Uh, so simple to use, and you're going to love doing it. Again, no promo required, just deposit. And if you lose, your first bet is risk-free, risk-free, up to $500. Any bet, your first bet, risk-free. So make sure you take advantage of that. And again, you don't need to put any promotional code in or anything like that. Just uh, open up a Park Sportsbook account and get involved and get in on the action with a great local company as well. And make sure you follow them on their social media channels at Park Sportsbook, at uh, Instagram, also on Facebook and YouTube as well. Great content there as well. But right now, it's time for a little something we like to call Tone's Takes. That's right. It's time to make some money for everybody. There he is. Tone, what's going on? Hey, what's up, Jason? How you doing? Dude, is that a new addition in the background there? I see the NHL shield up there. You get that? Yeah, like, got a couple different. Board? Yeah, got a couple different things in a, a little bar area here. It's my Flyers, uh, you know, nice. little set up there. You know, so <laughs> good on you, man. That's a, that's a, that's called set dressing. Uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that, that must be Dave Mazzoni setting up the dressing there. <laughs> <laughs> Um, funny, funny story about uh, about Al and me and Dave with Al. Um, the early two thousands when the Flyers were playing uh, one of those series playoff series against Buffalo. I think it was one where they lost uh, eight nothing in Game Six against Buffalo. Uh, they had the home ice advantage. I think we were at Game Two uh, when they lost. I think they lost three two in overtime. It could be a different series. Somewhere in the early two thousands, they played them a few times. We saw uh, Morgani in the parking lot. So I was a you know, not a smart better at the time. So we, you know, I said to him, I said, Hey, Al, who do you like in this, uh, in this game? It's like, I like Buffalo in the under, but you'd be nuts to bet this series. So what did I do? Uh, I took, I took the flyers in the overs. So just a little, uh, funny did, story did about Al. Maybe you get something, maybe. Nah, it was three, two Buffalo won in overtime. So. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Al actually knew what he was talking about. That's a rare. Yeah. yeah. So he did get some Al takes on the show or something, you know? <laughs> yeah. Morgani's picks. Um, <laughs> Here's the the stats on your season so far, uh, and tonight's plays we'll get to year to date props one hundred seven and ninety eight plus twenty point six six units, sides thirty nine forty three and five but plus three point three six units, so a total of fifty totals fifty one and forty five, and thirteen plus five point two one. So overall one ninety seven one eighty six and eighteen plus twenty nine plus units. How about those numbers, man? I love it. You're, yeah, you're on fire. Yeah, it's been a it's been a good ride. A little bit of a down week last week, but you know it's got to keep plugging along. You know. Well, gotta let's start. Let, let's start with the orange and black because they're finally back tonight. They had the game postponed Tuesday tone against Carolina. That maybe that was a bit of a blessing for them, at least from you know they get some bodies back. Jeru's back, Konechny's back, Sandheim's back, Provorov's back, Braun. They got all these guys coming back. They lose Ristolainen, but uh, the Flyers right now the over tonight. Looking at even money at over six in this game tonight. And we've seen this tone when teams haven't played a lot, that these games are really punching to the over on the ticket. Yeah. Especially with the way Boston is going right now, um, mm-hmm. they're averaging 4.71 goals per game since the break. Um, you know, they, these teams met twice in Philly, uh, nine and seven goals were, were, were the totals. Um, Tuka Rask is back tonight for Boston. 
Uh, he didn't. He wasn't able to uh, get any game action in in the AHL. I think they were scheduled to play the Phantoms a couple games, but it got uh, postponed to COVID. So he's just had practice time. So could be a little bit rusty. Uh, Hart's going for it tonight. Um, he just got lit up by Boston last year. 23 goals in five games. He has a 3.74 goals against and a .879 save percentage in his career against against Boston. So I, I like the uh, I like the over tonight, especially the way the Bruins have been uh, scoring goals lately. Yeah, that Rask factor is a big one. He's got good numbers against the Flyers, but that's a big factor because he hasn't played in so long. And you're right, he was supposed to get those two games this weekend uh, with Providence. The Providence Bruins didn't happen. They said, all right, we're just going to recall him. He's coming to the NHL. And we'll see if that's something that could perhaps even upset the apple car. I mean, they were getting good goaltending from Swayman and Olmark, but we'll see how that plays out. I mean, you're getting a guy and Rask in there, and if he is what he was, then they're going to be just fine. Um, the Islanders are a team playing much better hockey right now. Uh, they had that 13-game road trip to begin the season, and they were kind of all over the country as well during that trip. Even when they opened up the new building, they still weren't playing well, but now we're starting to see some signs that the Islanders may be a team that is going to be reckoned with. they got a lot of work to do, got games to make up, but minus 129 tonight against the Devils. You like, you like the uh, Isles tonight? Yeah, Isles in regulation. If, there, if there's any team that needed a break, it's this team with all the games that they played yeah. and opening up the new arena, and they really couldn't get going. Um, they were in a similar spot um, earlier in the season against Buffalo. It was actually on New Year's Day they played them, and they hadn't played um, since, I think, the 19th maybe, uh, and they beat them 4-1. So I, I think, you know, with the practice time now, they've been able, been able to get in. I know Trot is in the pro- protocol, but, I mean, the coaching staff knows what they're doing with that team. I think you're going to see uh, – um, a solid defensive effort tonight. Devils are missing a ton of key players. Uh, Hamilton's out. Severs uh, out. Bratt's out. Um, Blackwood Miles is Wood. out. Yeah. yeah, Miles Wood. Blackwood is out, who hasn't been good this year. Uh, John Gillies is getting the start in net. He's given up uh, six goals and two starts this year. So and then the Islanders can handle business and regulation tonight. Yeah, and, they, and of course, you know, you look at the Devils. No Mackenzie Blackwood, like you said, has not been good this year. And they make that signing in the offseason, and they grab Jonathan Bernier, but he is not available as well. So uh, interesting situation. Let's look at a player prop tonight. Matt Duchesne at over two and a half shots on goal. Uh, for Duchesne, um, this looks like a slam dunk to me. Yeah, uh, Buffalo gives up a ton of shots per game, yep. 36.9. Uh, Duchesne averages 2.75. He's hit this in his four of his last five home games. Uh, he's tied for second on a team with 91 shots. Um, has a shot rate of 62%. He has um, 146 attempts. Uh, and the Sabres, they, a, lot, a thing I like to look at, too, when going on shot on goal props is does the team block shots. Sabres don't. They are the second least block shots in the NHL. Wow. So the way Duchesne is going, I think when he scored two goals the other night, I think he had like six or so shots on goal against Colorado. Um, he, he's had a resurgence this year. So I like this, uh, this player prop tonight. Yeah, and the thing is with Duchesne, that game against Colorado, it's one of his former teams. And then he and he pots too. So then he comes into this game against Buffalo. He's feeling it. If he's feeling yep. it, he's going to do everything he can to get pucks to the net. See, that's a great. See, that's that's why this is a great play by you. Uh, you know, two things that I loved about this play that you mentioned: a, Buffalo's got the second fewest blocked shots in the league, and you got a player coming off playing his former team, potting two and feeling it. And this yep. is when and a player like Duchesne gets streaky, right? And when he's got mm-hmm. confidence, he is going to fly pucks to the net against Buffalo tonight. I love this. I'm surprised it's only minus 105, to be honest with you. 
Me too. Me too. That's why I kind of jumped on it. I was yeah. expecting it to be a little bit higher, but sometimes you, you can find value in some of these props. I don't know the books don't really uh, pay attention to them, especially now with football still going on. And yep. you know, you can you can definitely uh, if you do your homework, you can definitely get some good looks. I, I totally agree with you. You find that flawed line, and that's where you slam them. So mm-hmm. three plays tonight for Tone. Uh, we got the Flyers and Bruins playing the over six at even money. The Islanders at minus 129. This is a regulation win over the Devils. So you got to play this in regulation to get the minus 129. And then Matthew Shane over two and a half shots on goal at minus $1.05 on the Park Sportsbook app. And you can get all the action in there. Tone, as always, great stuff, man. Good luck this week. People should uh, check out your Twitter handle, at Tone's Takes. You can get all your plays right there. And uh, make sure you give Tone a follow as well. And uh, good luck this week, brother. Thanks, Jason. Appreciate it. All right, there's Tone checking in for Tone's Takes, another edition. So uh, make sure you grab the sportsbook, the Park Sportsbook app, and download it on your phone, iPhone, on your Android, easy to use. And if you do not have an account, even if you're using another service, it's time to, to move over to the Park Sportsbook app because new customers right now, and take any one of those three plays that Tone gave you, and I'll give them to you again in a second, but take any one of those three plays, make it your first play, and it's risk-free up to $500. You do not need any kind of promotional code, no promo required, just deposit. And if you lose, your bet is risk-free up to $500. You're not going to find a better deal this side of the Mississippi, people. So grab the Park Sportsbook app and get in on the action and check it out because you will not regret it. It's easy to use. It's a company. It's local. You can trust them. You know, easy to navigate, easy to deposit, easy to cash out, all of those things, and you will not regret it. So check it out. Download the Park Sportsbook app and do so today. And give them a follow on their social media channels, at Park Sportsbook on Twitter, on Instagram. Uh, they're there as well. Facebook, YouTube. You're going to get great content at all those sites, so you're not going to regret it just from a content perspective. And then you're going to get daily specials and info, D-line them, Sixer stuff and Natalie and Sam's uh, content that they put out, Rich Gannon, and just awesome stuff. Mike Quick, I always check out the Mike Quick uh, segment as well uh, for everything Birds-related. And, of course, they got a huge game coming up this weekend in the playoffs against Tampa. So make sure you check it out and follow all the social channels. Again, at Park Sportsbook on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube as well. And we'll be back Monday. Flyers are back in action coming up, uh, well, tonight, obviously, in Boston. And then they'll be back in action on Saturday against the New York Rangers. So we'll have another edition of Park Sportsbook Presents Stick to Hockey Live on Monday. And Tuesday next week, we'll have another episode number seven as Park Sportsbook Presents the Odd G's podcast with myself and Harry Mays. If you missed any of those episodes, go back. to We had a fun episode uh, on Tuesday this week. and go back and check all those out. And then we'll be back Thursday with another Park Sportsbook presents Stick to Hockey Live. So there's a lot going on and a lot coming up. And if you're listening or viewing this podcast, make sure you subscribe. Leave us a rating and review. We appreciate that. will help other Flyer fans and gambling fans and fans of sport find this podcast. And uh, thanks for checking it out. And subscribe, leave us a rating and review. And let me give you Tone's takes one more time uh, so you can get these in on the Park Sportsbook app. Flyers in Boston over six at even money. Uh, the Islanders in regulation at minus 129 over the Devils. And then Matt Duchesne 
over two and a half shots on goal tonight against Buffalo, minus 105. Get those in on the Park Sportsbook app. Everybody, have a great day. Enjoy your uh, Thursday. Enjoy your hockey tonight. We'll talk to you on a Monday edition of Park Sportsbook presents Stick to Hockey Live. Have a great weekend.